you're being summoned to a world beyond, outside your reality, into the far cosmos, to a world where good and evil are in constant battle, where heroes are born and legends are made. Welcome to Avery World. We take you now to join Navy SEALs Platoon 106, an elite group of ragtag soldiers, off on daring adventures, or at home dealing with their own internal conflicts. so heartless. I'm not being heartless, I'm being rational. Forcing women to give birth is not rational thinking. Depriving an innocent life isn't very rational either. It's not a lie for two weeks. My point stands. Abortion is completely immoral and shouldn't be allowed under any circumstances. No one's telling you what to do with your body. You're a man. Oh, don't pull that. Don't pull what? The gender card. The baby is just as much as the man's as it is the woman's and if he's in the picture and wants to have the child then he should be allowed that right. As long as the woman agrees. What are you still going on about? Rick, what do you think about the, 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 the Roe versus Wade decision? Who's wrong what Wade? No, the abortion law. The Supreme Court is thinking of overturning it. Making abortion technically illegal. Not true, but I digress. Abortion? Illegal? You can't do that. Told ya. There's way too many people on this planet. The less of the better. Not exactly my point, but I'll take it. Rick, you can't think killing a baby is okay. Why not? Baby shot me one time. I was in Sydney. Just unloaded on me. Not what I was talking about. I told you a million times that was a little person. However tall they were, they had great aim. But don't y'all think this role thing is a little convenient? How so? It's primary season. And they just happened to drop this bombshell right in the middle of it. Come on. Seems to me like a bit of a distraction. I don't think these politicians are that smart. You ain't gotta be smart to piss somebody off. Trump's entire campaign ran off of pissing people off, so they distract them from the real issues. Get the public seeing right about what's happening off to the right, and they can sneak right back in front of your faces. If I were you, I wouldn't be worried about some abortion law you can't control. You can make abortion illegal, you still can't stop it. The primaries, though, that's a little more permanent. Schooled by the Australian bastard. I'm gonna go check my primary ballot. Yeah, me too.
We take you now to the lecture hall where Avery is waiting to teach about the structure of a screenplay. Hello everyone, I'm Avery Go and this is Avery Teaches and today we're talking about Act 1 of a screenplay. This is the beginning of the script. This is the one of the easiest act to write because it's one of the easiest acts because everyone always knows what act one is going to pertain. I guess we already know as the writer, like this is the act that we see in our head, usually act one and act three. Sisfield has a great um, note where he says, know your ending. Okay. Before you go to write. So that's just a little tip. Know your ending because that'll help with your act one. But if you're struggling with act one, well, let's break it down because it is the easiest, easiest act to write because you're not doing too much in terms of structuring it. You're simply setting up your inciting incident, setting up your character, setting up their world and getting them into the story. How do we do this? You're wondering, okay, Avery, you make this sound so easy. Well, that's because I've been doing it since I was 14. So I know it's pretty, it comes pretty easy to me, but it's going to come easy to you too. And I'm going to tell you that because I'm able to write an act one in a day because I understand the simple things you have to set up and do in act one. And we all know about creative process and we'll talk about that in another episode. If you want to be creative, you want to let your ideas flow and not follow a structure. That's one of my biggest notes, not following a structure just in terms, but if you're having trouble, you're, you're, if you're having a lot of trouble writing your act one, go back to the structure of it. Go back to the basics. Keep it simple, right? Keep it simple, stupid kiss. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. Go back to the basics. And these are the basics. Your act one starts with your inciting incident. Now, I've been saying this time for two episodes. You're like, what is your inciting incident, Avery? I don't know what this is. Go watch a Marvel movie. Turn on Disney Plus right now. Watch, not even a Marvel movie. Watch the new Chippendale. Watch the new Chippendale movie, the Rescue Rangers movie. Watch the first five minutes and then watch it cut to present day. Anything before present day is your inciting incident. What happened before we meet them in the present day? Something happened or something's happening they don't know about. See, so the inciting incident can take many forms. One of the most common forms is the alien comes to earth in the year 1701, plants something, dips. Here we are in the present day. Well, obviously, we set up an obligatory moment because whoever we introduce as our hero is going to have some type of interaction with this thing at some point. All right. Like, that's the thing. Or the characters were on a TV show, Chip and Dale, right? They're on a TV show and they had a falling out. And now they're no longer on the TV show. But the story's not about the TV show. The plot is not about the TV show. The emotional arc of the story is about this TV show. But the plot is about their friend going missing and being, uh, spoiler alert, being what's called uh, bootlegged, which was actually a pretty funny term in the movie. But that's what the plot of the movie is. But we don't understand where our characters are emotionally. We don't create that conflict. That's what an inciting incident is. It's creating conflict because your act one doesn't necessarily have a lot of conflict because your character's not in motion yet, right? They're, they haven't moved emotionally, physically. They are in the same place that we're going to, they're going to be in the same place for the next 20 pages, right? Inciting incident is an obligatory moment. It's a hook for the audience, which is why it's necessary. It's a hook. It keeps the audience entertained because if you don't have an inciting incident in your story, then your audience is going to be watching these guys work at Walmart and you're going to be, they're going to be like, why am I watching this? I know something's going to happen at some point, but like, why am I watching it right now? And, and, and so setting up an inciting incident, especially a really good inciting incident, like, okay, 
someone got shot in a back alley, right? Like a noir type film. And you don't know what, who this person is, who shot them, why. But you know, your main character is going to have something to do with it. That's going to buckle your audience in because they're going to go, okay, at some point, there's defecation in a fan. And it's going to hit the fan. And once it hits the fan, your act one is over and act two begins, right? So yeah, that's your inciting incident. Your inciting incident is, let's see, uh, in Shrek, right? Uh, Lord Farquaad puts out the notice that all the fairy tale, fairy tale creatures have to move, right? That's your inciting incident, all right? That sets the characters and that sets the plot up to eventually it's going to come into play, right? And we, we don't see that right away. We see it after the opening sequence when the guy drops the flyers on the, the flyer as they're running away. The knights, you see it and you're like, oh, what's that? That's going to eventually, you know, it's going to eventually come back into play. So once you're inside the incident's over, what do you do? You introduce your main character. Introduce them. We should know as the audience or the reader of the screenplay, the audience watching the film, we should know what they do for a living, if they do anything. Uh, where they're living, who they're living with, uh, what they want, what they think they want. Because the character doesn't know, the character doesn't know what it's going to learn yet. That's important. They don't know what the story is going to teach them. So what are they missing? Set up what the character is missing, right? And so that they have something to learn. So what they want, what are they missing? And more importantly, you, you, you just want to open up the world of the story. What type of movie are we watching? You want to set that up, all right? Is this a blockbuster world? Is this a pretty chill world, pretty realistic looking world? What is it? Set it up, all right? Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the animated characters in the um, in the uh, live action people, they mix pretty well from the beginning. So we're understanding as the audience, okay, throughout this movie, it's not weird to have cartoon characters. Roger Rabbit, little different tunes are kind of like this thing they don't want to touch mess with they have toontown they do their own thing they don't really mingle with humans they kind of keep it kind of separated of the races so what world are we in set that up okay so where's your character what world we're in what does your character want and more importantly what is your character missing and not physically missing but what emotionally do they not have are they selfish Right, they do not have compassion for people. Do not have empathy. Do they have too much empathy? Are they missing a little selflessness or uh, selfishness? Or like, what are they missing? And more importantly, what are they going to learn? Right, set that up for the audience so that we know going in to Act Two. Now, what else does Act One have? Well, Act One, you're going to introduce your buddy character or characters. Introduce the friend. Whether the character knows his friend or not is not up to the characters, up to you. Whether they're their best friends, how long are they been friends? Like, you know, where do they become friends? Like, introduce all of this so that the, so that the audience knows, the readers know this person is important because your best friend is more than likely going to be your B story in the second act. And that's going to help you stretch out pages amongst pages to give your main character a break and your audience a break from your main character. So you're going to have your B character introduced as well set up as well not as set up as thoroughly as your main character but you want to set them up in act one now what else does act one have well you're going to pay off your inciting incident you're going to pay off your obligatory moment how you're going to introduce the story right introduce the story so this could be mission impossible the character gets a mission that's pretty straightforward right that's your james bond type plot point a character gets a mission 
They must go somewhere to do something at some point, right? And in Canto, the candle is dying. The house is collapsing. She has to figure out why, all right? Simple, easy, plot point A. Now, how do we make this a little more spicy? Well, around page 17, 18, introduce your story, and they have your character go, no, I don't want to do that. Not going to happen. And then like two minutes later in the script, have, have something happen that, forces them to kind of say yeah no i have to do this someone gets kidnapped someone gets threatened the, the villain shows up at their front door or you know then they go oh, okay okay now i have to take it so give it a little bit more of a pushback from your main character give them a little bit more personality and then have them accept it and that's act one right your plot point a is simply your character makes a choice to start the movie that's it movie hasn't started yet story ain't in motion now your story is in motion at the end of Act 1. So recap, inciting incident. Okay, your inciting incident, something that happens that will eventually affect the main character. Whether it happened in their past, whether it happened two days ago, whether it happened to them, around them, to someone they know, or to someone they have no clue that's happening, or who even exists, it will eventually affect their main character. Introduce our characters, main character, uh, plot point B are side characters, introduce the world, establish the world, character wants, what the character is missing, and then give the character a mission and a goal that they will accomplish all the rest of the script. And that is Act 1. So, go start writing your Act 1. Keep writing, keep writing, and keep believing and keep dreaming. And I'll see you next week when we break down Act 2. We take you now to a laboratory on top of Hilarious Hill overlooking the town of Stupendous, where Dr. Michael Laborious and his assistant Iago are once again conducting experiments to solve life's greatest unknown mysteries. Ordinary doohickey? This is my creator automatic! Yes, I know. I thought we both agreed that this project was preposterous in design and insane in realistic expectation. Oh, Iago. Nothing great has ever come from realistic expectation. With this device, I can finally have the ability to create anything I dream of. By using brainwaves, straight from my brain, this machine can literally bring the wildest imagination to life! Dr. Laborious. You are one of the most brilliant scientists known to mankind. Why are you spending your time on something like this? Man has longed to create his wildest dreams. With this, we can do it. Imagine the greatness we can bring into the world. Flying elephants. Dancing monkeys. Flying dancing elephant monkeys. Monkeys already dance. <gasps> it must be working. What? No, that doesn't even matter. It's not possible. The last time we tested it, you nearly melted your head off. Precisely why I've used copper coating inside the helmet instead of aluminum. Yuck. This is no laughing matter. I finally fixed the problem. I was trying to run the machine on man-made electricity, but a machine this powerful, this innovative, cannot run on anything man-made. It must run on natural power. Don't tell me you're thinking what I think you're thinking. That's right. Tonight we conjure electricity! 
No, don't play something so dramatic. This is so, this is a great moment because tonight we conjure electricity. Eh, much better, but still a little on the dramatic side. You mean lightning? Precisely. I have built an antenna that will attract natural electricity, one bolt of lightning, and I calculate that this machine will be able to run itself for at least a month. So, it doesn't storm around here. Ah, I have an answer for that. Now, Iago, open the roof! Oh no. Now take the ladder up to the roof and extend the antenna! It doesn't extend automatically? Of course not. Don't be preposterous. It must be done manually. It's not magic, it's science. But I don't think that's very safe. We are wasting precious time, Iago. Now go! Now I will conjure electricity with a native rain dance. A what? Hit it, Grundy! Up, down, turn around, touch my toes and bend my knees. I want the power electricity, and electricity wants me. With a boom and a ha and a bit of hula la, the lightning will come and strum like a drum. With a twist and a reach and a stretch of a geisha, I wish our clouds could come and rain down lightning on me. Trying to bring your wildest dreams to life is a very dangerous task. But that will never deter me from trying again and again, for in our dreams lies the happiness we all seek. We must reach for the stars, even though lightning may bring everything crashing down around you. Even so, you must push forward into the unknown to create the world we long to live in. Isn't that right, Iago? Iago? Are you alive? Well, it looks like the lightning missed the creator medic. We'll have to do it again. I wonder if I can get it on the roof. First, I'm going to need to build a new roof. Brilliant, sir. Your time in our world has ended. As you return to reality, remember that your world is what you believe it can be. Your imagination is as limitless as your dreams. So never stop dreaming, for a dream is where your imagination can run wild.